Sorry, I'm a minute and a half late. <laughs> Had to hit a second live. I forgot. Sorry. Anyway, happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got Krista and Deweese here. Krista, how are you? I'm good. Good. How's your weather? Uh, it's been rainy, and uh, but it's 80, so. Okay. Deweese, how is everything down in Mississippi? It's nice. It's wind. It's been windy, but the weather's been warm um, in the 80s. It's nice. 80s. Okay. Well, you guys are lucky because it is rainy and raining all pretty much all day today. And now it's trying to snow again. I hate it. Anyway, but the snow is almost gone. So it's just really yucky right now. So anyway, we got a really cool um, guest tonight. Um, her name is Millie Wallace. And... I don't know if you guys remember in the past when we had Lily Bateman on. Um, she was the daughter of um, her dad, Russ, um, is an instructor. And he had taught her paragliding, and she actually liked paramotoring better. Um, Millie knows that family, and she reached out to me after that show. And um, she is a paragliding instructor. So let's welcome Millie in. Hi, Millie. Hello. Hey, so where are you? Um, I'm in sunny San Diego. Uh, <laughs> what's like weather like out degrees. there? Oh, it's so warm. We're in a heat wave the next couple uh, of days. <laughs> nice. Could you send it my way, please? <laughs> sure, sure thing. You can take it. It's a little too warm for flying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when's the last time you've been out flying or instructing, I probably? Um, a couple of days ago. We flew yeah. last week. We had pre and post frontal conditions that were just epic. And then um, teaching and stuff has been really good um, also all weekend. And so, but now I've got a couple of days off finally for the week. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was right when I said that you knew Lily and Russ Bateman. Yeah, yeah, they fly at Point of the Mountain. So, I mean, I've seen Lily since she was just this little teeny tiny little cutie. And uh, it's been pretty cool to watch her grow. And then I have been in, in Utah for a couple of years. So I, she's grown like a beanpole since I saw her last. When I saw her on the podcast, I was shocked how much she'd grown up. <laughs> yeah, Dad didn't think she was going to talk, but she did awesome that night. So She did great, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's my first question is, do you paramotor also? No, I've actually never paramotored yet. Never? <laughs> no. Okay. Ever That's, think about it? Uh, to a degree, I just have a bad back, so the weight is something that kind of is a thought for me, you know. But now that we're down in lower altitudes at sea level instead of high altitude, um, something like a top 80 or something that's much lighter could be a possibility for me. But yeah, you kind of look like a skinny mini anyway so yeah yeah but like uh my fiance he paramotors and stuff so i just need to be around a little bit more to get more aware of what it is and what i can do and he has a trike set up on his now too which interests me he hasn't flown it yet but that would interest me of having some sort of a trike set up so it's not sitting on my spine right yeah that's what deweese and i do is i got a bad knee so um i chose that so, because otherwise I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. So on foot launch. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So you're in San Diego. So one other question, you, you kept mentioning Tory Pines. So are you with the famous Linda Anderson's son, Robert Michael down there? Um, yeah, he's down here in the San Diego area. Okay. So do you fly with him? Um, he's been out at the glider port a couple times. Um, I've only just recently met him at the glider port. Um, and I was on his podcast, um, a couple, couple, uh, weeks back or something. I think it was like a hundred episodes. Oh, on. 
Okay. Um, but he mainly flies in the mountain sites. Um, I get stuck kind of here at the ridge teaching often, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to make it out to blossom in the mountain sites here soon enough. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll stop talking and one of you ladies ask some questions now. <laughs> Kirsty, you want to go? Sure. So what got you into uh, flying? That's been a really long thing in the making. Um, I had a lot of friends that kind of did it that I met off and on over a lot of years. Um, and then when I got into kiteboarding, um, a lot of those people actually paraglided also. And so I ended up having breakfast with like Steve Mayer of Cloud9. And they said, well, you should come learn to paraglide if you kiteboard. And uh, so that kind of started the motion towards that. Um, and then my friend Dave Hanning kind of got me into it. Um, when they first started thinking about paragliding for extra small pilots, they didn't really have super safe gliders. So I kind of held off for a couple of years till everyone kind of told me there's actually certified student style certified extra smalls finally. Um, and then that's kind of when I started diving towards the paragliding scene a little more. Sorry, rain alert. <laughs> All right, Deweese. Um, so you teach. How long have you been teaching? Um, I've been teaching, I think it's like, I think seven years now. Um, something around that. I, I forget dates sometimes now in my life. <laughs> so how long uh, have you been actually flying? Um, I've been flying to me coming up on 13 years since I started oh. flying. So is this your own business or are you working for a school? Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've had my own schools in the past before, but where we're at now is the Torrey Pines Glider Port, um, and we work for the concessionaires there. Um, and so we just teach through the Torrey Pines Glider Port um, school and at their location here, which is a pretty awesome place to teach. <laughs> okay. All right. So what type of equipment do you fly with? Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> what kind of wind are we flying in, and what are we doing? How about um, how about wings? What do you? What's your go-to wings? Um, my go-to wings um, right now. I have a twenty-two gradient Nevada, which is a high B. That's kind of my main wing. I fly in normal conditions, um, and then when it gets a little bit windier, which is my favorite, then we start sizing down. And I love my my twenty twenty meter freestyle three which unfortunately gradient's out of business. So I'm really uh, biting my time on a few of my wings I can't replace. Um, but I love sizing down to my X styles. I have an 18 and a 20. Um, and then I just got a U-turn um, Morpheus 19 meter, which I've been getting to know. And that's a pretty fun, sporty, fast glider. Wow, okay. Krista. Do you still kiteboard? Um, yeah, I do kiteboard still. I just don't live at a place that's super good for it. I, I don't do it on the water, which is mainly what San Diego is known for is kiteboarding on the water. Um, I typically do it on snow. Um, and I haven't been around a bunch of snow this year. So unfortunately, I haven't kiteboarded in, I would say, probably two years at least right now. But um, definitely when I'm up in the snow, I love to try to get out and play on that with the snowboard for sure. We've uh, taken training out in uh, Outer Banks. North Carolina on the water on the sound side and we did a three-day two years ago and then we went again this year and I passed up on it I was afraid I was going to see a shark this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah the water adds another thing of dealing with of swimming and not drowning to death I guess you know the yeah. snow you just kind of fall into it and you just kind of hang out there <laughs> and slide down the hill <laughs> <laughs> As my instructor, I got up on day two and I kept going and I'm like, crap, I can't hear my instructor anymore. <laughs> so anyway, all right, Deweese. Have you, um, have you um, been in any competitive um, events? Um, not for paragliding. Um, I try to keep paragliding not competitive. I have a very deeply competitive nature and... Um, I don't always make the best decisions when I'm super competitive. So I'm just enjoying flying um, down the road. I may jump into an XC comp or maybe some acro comps if I build myself up to that, but it's not a big focus for me to do. Um, the only comp I've ever done was with my now fiance. It was right back when we were first dating. We did a little local comp in Utah and uh, we won second place. We went tandem together. 
and uh, did this whole waypoints and stuff and had a good time and we got a little medal. And so that's my only comp I've ever done. <laughs> All right. So Deweese's husband's asking, do you do any acro? Um, I do some acro. Um, I haven't dove super in depth into it yet. You know, uh, wing overs, asymmetric spiral dives, um, just kind of some fun, simple stuff like that. But I was planning on going out to Turkey last spring with the Rise paragliding guys. And unfortunately, COVID shut like a bunch of stuff down and we had to cancel it. So I'm really hoping that I can get out to do some stuff with them here soon. Um, or just get out on our own toe winch and kind of start doing some more things and start progressing my own skills. You, you kind of end up teaching and missing out on some of your own time sometimes. And so I'm ready to just start diving back into a little bit of me with my teaching schedules and stuff. So that would be nice to get more back into my acro training. Nice. Krista, you got a question? Uh, ben Huntley wants to know what your favorite moment is under a wing. Ooh, there's so many, Ben. <laughs> um, it gets really tricky because there's so many different styles of flying and um, each one of them brings a little different thing to my soul. But my, one of my most favorite places I've flown is in Dune de Pila, France, this big, huge dune. And uh, there's moments that'll just bring tears to my eyes just thinking about just toe dragon and just flying there and just loving it and just getting lost in hours and hours of play. So I would say definitely my favorite moment is been in France um, on the dune there. Yeah, you're good at your toe dragging from some of those video clips that I used in the intro. <laughs> yeah, I like doing them. So you like doing them a lot. You start to get okay at them. <laughs> yep. All right, Deweese, you got anything? Um, yeah, what, what altitude do you um, actually hope to acquire? when you uh, paraglide? Um, you know, that's going to vary based on, you know, what sites you're flying. Um, if I'm at dunes and I want to stay close to the ground, I want to be feet in the sands. Uh, but if I'm flying cross country, you're wanting to get up as high as you can to go as far as you can or make it to your next spot that you're trying to get to. So, um, you know, it just varies on where you're going. Some places you need to get to a certain altitude before you can move to the next ridge for safety reasons or a certain altitude to go over the back. Um, so each time it's just a little, your flight plan's based on that site and how high you want to get to get to your next goal and stuff. Do you like to get high? Um, I do, yeah. 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 Okay. We love, love getting into a core of a thermal. I, I learned a core thermal before okay. I learned to yeah. turn lower. Get high? So. <laughs> you like yeah. that shirt? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, sorry. <laughs> um, Wendy Weaver, she's also, or Wendy the Explorer, she's in Pennsylvania, and she's also a trike flyer. She wants to know how many wings you've owned, smallest size versus large size. Um, whew, I've got a lot of wings right now. Um, I've sold, I've probably sold three of, three of my wings in the past, like my beginner wing, my second wing, and then I've pretty much kind of kept most of my other wings. I've sold a couple mini wings. Uh, but my smallest wing currently is a 15 meter. And then my biggest wing is my 41 meter tandem. Um, and then I've got a plethora in between all of those there. I, I don't really get jewelry for, for gifts. I get wings. So like nice. some get diamond rings. I'm like, I'll take a wing instead. <laughs> a wing ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> Krista, do you want to ask this one? I wanted to. <laughs> oh, I can't see it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Hot Buttered Steve is asking, are you the one in the picture with the unicorn outfit while kiting and launching? Yeah, I've done I've done a couple of different unicorn costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I've done like a big unicorn head. That was a little crazy. I, I lost visibility for a minute and I had to like <laughs> get it settled. Um, so the next one I did, I made sure I had like a full open head style uh, unicorn costume to avoid the, the blindness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I've been having problems with my my laptop um, wanting to get into my photos. I'd love. So if you guys want to check this out after the show, what is your Instagram account? If you're willing to let others see your, your awesome or the event page. Yeah. Um, my my uh, Instagram is just paragliding pixie. <laughs> at, at paragliding pixie. 
Yep, that would be the one that has all the other gals in there. So um, one of the other questions is, tell us, or I guess statement is, tell us about your event that you you put on. Oh yeah, so the Pixie, the Pixie Pilot Gathering, um, it started quite a, a couple of years ago and it was just to collect girls together, like to make friendships and maybe those friendships will take us other places. Um, to have girls around is camaraderie, so we're on launches, not scared, or we have someone to chat with us. Um, so it just started pretty simple, and then we threw in trying to do some kiting records, um, which we, I think we've got 38 females kiting at once and doing forward inflations at the same time. Um, and so it just kind of started that way, and then we just do fun things together, go out to eat. If it's not flyable, we go do other events and stuff. Um, and then we do ground handling courses and just help everybody just feel really comfortable under their wings, um, take them to the XC site. So if we have newer pilots, we all mentor um, and help them. The other uh, veteran pilots jump in and help guide questions and stuff, um, which has been really cool. And then a lot of the girls have met and traveled the world now together and formed these awesome friendships through this, this kind of uh, yearly gathering that we do. So I read something about a record, a Guinness Book of a record for women's paragliding. Can you tell yeah. us a little something about that? Yeah, I wasn't able to get it finalized with Guinness because they their rules got tricky. And um, so, but I have the video footage and everything um, and all the stuff set up. So, but we have 38 females. Um, we did a big, where they all forward inflated at the exact same time. And then we also have 38 females kiting all at the exact same time with their wings in the air. Um, we got drone footage of it and all sorts of cool stuff. So um, down the road, I'd like to get it going again and get Guinness out um, for this big of an event. They like to have like, you have to have a, a witness and a couple things in place that I didn't realize you needed to do um, to finalize it. So, um, but we got the record ourselves and we have the video proof to prove it. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do that. Um, my turn? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wendy's asking, how do you launch a 41 meter wing without a motor? Um, same way you just launch a regular one, just make sure the wind's not too strong. <laughs> but typically if I'm launching my 41 meter, it's a tandem situation. Um, and so I'd have an actual passenger with me. And so it's not like my only, my body weight's weighting the glider down. I've got my passenger in tow with me to kind of help keep me from just getting plucked off my feet for that inflation so but I do have a 37 meter tandem that I fly when it's a little bit windier and then the 41 meter when it's a little bit lighter or I have a passenger that's larger so that I can stay in the sky in some lighter conditions and things like that uh okay hang on Travis is hang on I'm trying to read this Deweese read this uh, Deweese there is a big spider on the wall behind you <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So do you have any questions? Uh, yeah. What's ultimate or the ultimate weather for you to do it? Um, ultimate good weather for me. Um, I don't like it to be super strong here at Torrey. Um, I don't mind stronger conditions, like where I can walk down the edge of a hill, like in Utah, I can do some stronger wind days there pretty simply. Uh, but I like a nice, you know, 8 to 13 miles per hour. The more west it can be, the more primo here. Um, but, you know, each place I fly tandem has its own things that make it fun to fly tandem in. Or I don't weigh a ton. Um, so sometimes if I have a lighter weight passenger and the winds get too windy, then sometimes I get a little shut off being able to fly people, um, which is nice why I have a little smaller tandem for those windy days but still sometimes the wind gets a little too much for me and I just don't weigh enough. <laughs> Deweese? Um, Cat Girl says, hi all. Is the Pixie Fly-In happening this year? Yeah, so it's happening this year, um, May 13th through the 15th. And we're doing it here at Tory Pines Gliderport this year. Um, and so if they go to my website, paraglidingpixie.com, um, all the details are there. We have a Facebook event, um, a survey link to go kind of sign up for the event um, and get some information going on for that stuff. So it um, should be a pretty fun time. 
and it's going to be in sunny San Diego. So even if the flying weather is a little iffy, there's so many beautiful things for us to do out here and really enjoy while we're out here for that little event weekend. And our observers welcome? Oh, yes, definitely. Awesome. Our paramotors welcome? Paramotors are totally welcome. We've got just um, a couple of freeway exits down from the glider port is one a really great place to launch paramotors from um, and things like that. So totally welcome. And then you guys can come do some ground handling at the, the glider port and things like that if you like. Um, we have waivers for everybody for all styles of skills or ratings and things. So um, all are welcome for sure. Cool. Very. All right. Hey, do you use apps on your phone or any equipment for uh, while you're flying? Um, I don't typically use much as far as like equipment in my on my stuff. Um, I have a old Vario system that I'll use that has like it's one that's been passed down. Yeah, I probably need to upgrade it at some point, but. I was kind of raised not to be a Vario-driven pilot, so I just don't typically have the beeps and the noises going on with me. Um, flying in the mountains, it does obviously help. Um, but when I'm at the ridge, I don't like all those extra noises and beeps and all the everything going on there. So I haven't dove too deep in those flying apps, but a lot of my students have been using the flying apps lately, and it's been logging their flights um, at lessons. So it'd probably be a cool thing. I'll just chuck in my pocket and just go fly and then have some of that recorded so I got to dive into that <laughs> so how do you keep up with your weather um so for weather I do all my weather checks and stuff but I don't fly with any apps or anything like when I'm in the sky a lot of people have like flight decks and phones hooked on the things yeah. and they're always playing with their instruments when they're flying um but for app app wise I use like oh, so many weather apps and links and bookmarks and yeah, got to read the whole picture of what's happening because I have to tell the students if the day's canceled or not so i got to be pretty deep in the weather stuff <laughs> yeah okay gotcha. all right um one thing i want to say is we've got a spinny wheel loading in the background and Ooh. if you want to put your name on the spinny wheel you gotta have a comment in the chat um so no lurkers so no what no lurkers <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm willing to give away a shirt and millie said she's maybe got a few things of pixie paragliding um pixie stuff that she's willing to throw out there for us so get in the chat ask her some questions um keep our chat going and give us a thumbs up too while you're at it Millie, you said you do uh, snowboarding. Do you have other hobbies? Um, yeah, I like to snowboard. Um, I recently got into one-wheeling, which has helped with the snowboarding, lack of snowboarding in Southern California. Um, I also really like to make things, like crafting. Um, I've got a cricket maker machine and heat presses and sublimation things, and so I really like making things and I don't know, my favorite thing is just making things for people. So I just like making gifts and stuff. That's like one of my favorite hobbies, honestly, is making awesome. stuff. Yeah. I think I found my match. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I saw you make a bunch of cool stuff too. She does. All right. Any questions in here? Um, I know you went over it already, but there's a couple people asking about your go-to wing again. Can you kind of just go over that again? Yeah, so if um, if it was like my Primo Yummy Conditions, um, I would probably be on like my free, my Gradient X-Style 18 meter um, or my Morpheus 19 meter. Um, some of my funnest days this last week were on those two wings. Um, so like if I could like send a memo off to the weather gods, it would it would be to be able to fly those two wings. <laughs> John Wayne says he wants pixie stuff. Right. <laughs> and uh, Robert Michael's mom, Linda, she says, Paramom loves girls' night out. <laughs> oh, here was a question. Randy, um, Dweese's husband, is asking, what's the longest flight? I was going to ask, do you do cross-country flying? Um, yes, I do cross-country flying. It's been a little bit since I've done it. Um, I've been coming back physically from an injury, not, not paragliding, a car accident. So 
Ooh. Haven't been in the mountains as much, but I love to fly in the mountains and thermal around and, and travel around. But um, I'm trying to think of when my longest flight in the mountains has been probably like two hours or so. My But my longest flight honestly has been here at the glider port. I flew for like three hours and like 40 minutes. I was trying to fly a hundred miles on the ridge and I had to go to the bathroom so bad that I landed. <laughs> you had to and land. So I was like, okay. So I always tell everyone, if you want to train for long flights, you can do it at the glider port here. Just stay in the sky for almost four hours. Wow. <laughs> well, if you want to be like some of those guys that I've heard talking, <laughs> go while they're You can stay in there longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, where did you train? How did you learn? Um, so I learned at Point of the Mountain um, at the south side and the north side. Um, and I learned with um, Cloud9 paragliding. So oh. Steve Mayer, Kevin Hinsey, um, that kind of crew, they're freaking awesome. And uh, so that's where I learned. Um, and you learn high winds there. So you learn quickly how to be drug or not be drug there. And so you really learn if you want to be a pilot when you learn at Point of the Mountain because you go through the whole gamut of light winds to strong winds and really find out if you like it, you know? Okay. Um, William Purden wants to know if men are welcome to your pixie fly-in. Well, of course, like, you know, <laughs> most women have men attached to them or, you know, or friends that they travel with and stuff. So everybody's welcome. There might be times where we say, you know, this is the girl's table to eat at and, you know, anybody else can be over there. And stuff like that but you know this sport wouldn't be what it is without the men that support all of us um so you know I, I i like that it creates an environment where we just collect more women together and just having more women together is really awesome and if we have guys there to help fluff help carry gear we'll take the help um you know and, and the men have a lot of things to offer so great mentorship from the from the guys that are all about supporting the women and um, so yeah, totally welcome. But just to know that sometimes you might say this is the girls kayaking morning and the guys can go do their own little activities if they like. Because, uh, you know, we're trying to build a little camaraderie at the same time um, with just us ladies. <laughs> Millie, I'll let you ask this question. <laughs> Are cross-dressing men welcome to your pixie flying? Yes, we do accept tutus and pixie wings as uh, forms of, of uh, clothing that is acceptable. On um, encourage him. He'll dress just like that. Believe. And, a, and a unicorn. Yeah, with a unicorn. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Say you will, Steve. You know you will. <laughs> he says, I have a feeling I'd have my own table and be there all alone. Nah. Hey, you know, we're, we don't try to let anyone sit alone, so That's we might true. have to send someone over to socialize, but we'll find someone. No, he's very, very nice. So um, question that I have is what time of day, it sounds like from one of your comments, you like a little bit spicier weather, wind. Um, what What's the best time of flying for you? Mornings, evenings, midday? Well, it varies on where we're, we're at. Like in Point of Mountain, Utah, I love to fly at sunrise when we got a nice stiff breeze in the morning and it, the sun's just coming up and the air's smooth and laminar and strong. Um, and then in the evening times, um, you got to be able to fly in the stronger conditions to get up higher. So you have to be able to want to fly in the stronger conditions to get up and be away from it all um, as it's shutting down. Uh, but here at the glider port, typically... The uh, two o'clock-ish hour tends to have the most deep to the wind. And so that kind of one to three o'clock time is typically pretty nice here if we're going to get a little strong push in the day to fly some smaller wings or just not be stressed about if we're sinking out to the beach or anything. Okay. All right, Krista, you got any questions? Uh, yeah, Randy had asked, and you might have answered, sorry, um, do you fly with a reserve? Yes. Um, only time I don't fly with the reserves, like when I'm at the dunes and I'm so low at the ground, there's no chuck. If I threw it, it would hit the ground before it would do anything. Um, but if I'm flying on my full-size harness, I typically have the reserve in there. Um, I sometimes have two reserves in one of mine. And then here at Torrey Pines, you're required to have reserves for every flight. So 
even if I'm just doing a quick lap down to the beach with my light stuff, I still have a front mount reserve that I put on um, to fly around here. So, um, you have a P4 tandem instructor rating. How many? What do you have to do to get a P4? Um, so rating? for your P P4, um, I think it's 250 flights, and I'd have to look at the paperwork. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's a lot of you have to fly these style flights, sites, thermaling, ridge soaring, a bunch of things. Just comes with a lot of time. You know, typically you're a few years into your pilot career to get your P4. Um, and then once you do get your P4 as a solo pilot, then that opens your door to start moving into instructor ratings, whether that's your basic instructor rating to start teaching P1 and P2 pilots or to start your tandem instruction rating so you can start taking people flying. Hmm. All right. My question is, have you had any scary moments? And if so, can you explain what they were and how you got out of them? Yeah. Um, I fortunately don't have a lot of like super scary stories. Um, I would say kind of one of my scarier stories came as a little teeny tiny, fresh, brand new pilot. Um, and we were flying a new site at the north side, um, Suncrest, and the guys I was with, uh, my boyfriend at the time, and now my fiance and his best friend, they were saying to me, okay, you just kind of head down the canyon and you go around the corner and if you think you're too low, you're still okay. And so being a really new pilot, we didn't quite um, decipher what too low meant. And so in my brain, what too low meant was way out of the reality of what their brain thought too low was. So I head out and I'm flying and I'm flying and they're up there like, oh my gosh, she's too low. She's too low. I'm like, well, I feel like I'm too low, but they said, if I feel like I'm too low, just keep going. So I keep going and, and he's up there going, land, oh, the road, take the road. I go around the corner and as I went around the corner, I just went into some rotor of some houses and I ended up having to land in some scrub oak trees and uh so had like my first like not good landing and my only not good landing ever um and so when they landed and then we had a long talk about rotors and houses and trees and ridges and just really kind of backpedaled a lot of information um into my brain which was good because i needed all that um and then it set me up for a much better success in my career because they filled my knowledge where i needed it um and that was a big turning point for me as a pilot. When I become an instructor, I want to make sure that all of my students don't not know these things or have a um, not understanding of some of the depths and making sure that I really reiterate stuff with them so that they don't find themselves in a situation like that. Like I was as a brand new pilot with only a few flights under my belt. So in other words, you were a good foot dragger at that point already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're probably butt dragger. <laughs> oh, that low. Kind of right into the, the trees there. <laughs> oh. um, Chloe Hammond says, Millie, love you, girl. Uh, Chloe's awesome. Yeah, she works here at the Glide Report with us. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, let's get her on sometime. Pick her brain. Yeah, she doesn't fly, but her dad is a longtime hang glider. Uh, paraglider pilot and stuff. So she's been around this sport for a really long time. Okay. Speaking of hang gliding, I had a little note here to ask you about that. I, I saw a video of you saying you're going to quit paragliding and you're all about hang gliding. Oh, that was a nice April Fool's joke. Oh. And, I got, and I got a lot of people. Even today, I still got one of my uh, customers uh, for, for repairs. I got him also. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was one I wanted to ask you about. So do you paraglide also? Have you done that? Um, I've just kited a hang glider. Santa Croce had a hang glider out one afternoon at the south side or one morning at the south side. He said, hey, come on over here and try this out. And so... I was able to kite it around in some strong winds, but that's the most I've ever done. I almost went tandem one time, uh, but the wind shut off as we were walking out to launch. So that's my hang gliding experience. <laughs> All right, Krista, do you got any questions or you want to ask Tony? I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a stupid question. I'm sorry, Millie, I don't fly. How do you kite a hand glider? Um, so 
there's got to be enough wind for it. I mean, it was a couple of years ago and it basically just like hovered in the air and I just kind of grabbed onto it. And then as I'm kind of holding the controls, if I lifted it up, then it would lift up. And it was just like having your hand out the window doing this basically. Um, so if there wasn't enough wind, then it probably wouldn't to really kite it and, and, and all that stuff. But I don't know too much about it all. Um, just that one little 10, 15 minute kiting session I did with Santa Cruz is kind of my, my only time on it. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of that kiting at all that week. Tony Marzano from Las Vegas, had she ever had a student that didn't like it and wanted to get out and land right now? Um, I haven't had a student like freak out in the sky and just like make bad calls to land. Um, but most of the time they start with really short flights to start out. So um, typically they're not in the sky very long before they're already touching back down. Um, so haven't had anyone not enjoy i've had people that decide maybe it's not for them because of the life schedules and stuff but haven't anyone like want to like land while they're in the sky <laughs> will's got a question and what's the hardest lesson you've learned um the hard way um the hardest lesson um in paragliding um or I've how about pretty or if you don't have one, how about any of your students? Um, I would say some of the hardest lessons I've had to learn with paragliding is like releasing my emotions from paragliding. Um, so when I do get in situations where I need to focus and maybe it's not air I want to be in or I'm taking a clap or two and some you know air that's really chunky to not let my emotions take over. Um, and I've had a situation where I took a frontal collapse, I waked my own self, I screamed, I kind of freaked out. When I landed, I was pretty upset. Um, and a couple of people had to talk to me and they just laid it out to me. You can't have emotions in flying. You have to leave those emotions behind and be focused. Um, so that's something that over time took me a little bit of time to be able to release my emotions and be able to just focus in the moment for flying and not let the emo my emotions get the best of me. Because I'm an emotional person. I wear my on my sleeve. Everyone knows me. I, I'm a crier. It happens. Um, but, you know, that was probably one of the harder things I had to learn in this sport was to balance that in the right moments so that I could stay focused and keep everything in the right pathway. Okay. Um, another question. Bill H. is asking, if he would come out there, how long would it take him to learn to fly a paraglider? Um, you know, that's going to vary based on each person individually. Um, we tend to have a little longer course here at the glider port just because it's a more advanced site. So the students have to build a um, higher skill set to get their flights going. Um, and we don't have a we don't have a car to pick you up from the bottom and bring you all the way back up top. So you have to hike up from the cliff and that gets to be a little tiring some days for some students. So varies on the weather conditions and then once the skill set grows for top landings then the flight numbers start to grow much quicker um, so we tend to tell people you know about 21 days for your p2 out here um, and then kind of varies based on if in those 21 days if they get enough good flying weather days for the students at that time okay krista uh tony wants to know what winds will you not fly in and what conditions are you looking um, so winds that I won't fly in, I won't fly in gust fronts. Um, I just don't play around gust fronts. Um, I don't like flying in conditions that are too cross for the angle of the, the hill. Um, so there's a, I mean, I like them crossed to a degree, but when they start going fully across the side of a hill, I just don't like the extra thoughts I have to do on rotor zones and safety um, and things like that. Um, so I'm looking for more just nice, good, solid stiff breeze for the glider's airspeed that I'm flying so that I still have good penetration moving around and I don't have to be on speed bar to be able to fly around. Um, so I like, you know, a nice 12 miles an hour kind of range. Um, and I like smooth air. Who doesn't like smooth air the best? But I also like to go up. So I like I like air that goes up um, with nice smooth edges if possible in, in a perfect world. <laughs> hmm. All right. Um, so have, you, have you ever have you ever had to do a cutaway? 
Um, no, no cutaways. Um, I don't have any equipment that allows cutaways. Um, also, I, I can, you can buy like carabiners and things to do cutaways with, but all of my stuff's all bridled into my harnesses. So if I had to cut something away, it would be using a hook knife to release something away from me. Do you plan to go to any um, other fly-ins besides your own? Um, I hope to really get out a little bit this um, summer to get some of the fly-ins. Um, I'm going to Europe with my mom in June, which is going to take away a kind of a chunk of my travel time this summer, unfortunately. Um, but as I can get out, I would love to. I, they have some local fly-ins around here that would be really fun to get into um, and be able to meet some more of the local pilots. Um, and then it would be also always fun to try to get to the fall fly-ins up in Utah. It's always so beautiful flying with all those fall changing leaves and things. So, so fingers crossed that around that time schedule, I'll be able to be able to zip up there and go do some mountain flying with those, those autumn leaves. Nice. All right, Krista, you got anything else? What flyings have you attended? Oh, flyings I've gone to. Hmm. Well, I've been to like the Red Rocks fall flying for quite a few different years. Um, we've done some of my buddies, the White Brothers would do a Eclipse fly-in up in Randolph. So we've done quite a few Randolph fly-ins in Utah. Um, I've been up to uh, the Oregon fly-ins. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, we travel around so much. Sometimes it feels like a fly-in. You just end up at a good, a good flyable day and there's like, you know, a ton of people at a flight site and they all have dinner and hang out. Um, been to the rat race. Um, haven't been to the Applegate Open since it started Applegate Open, but we went to the rat race a lot, which was so fun. Deweese? Um, <clears throat> Daniel Rouse says that he is bummed. The free flight park here in Boise, Idaho area is closing. The landowner is not going to renew the lease. That is sad. Yeah. That's so such a bummer. I went to Horseshoe Bend and spent a couple of days there and man, it was so much fun. I felt like I was at paragliding camp. They had a swoop alley. People were swooping the water and we had truck rides up and barbecues and man, they really did a good job there. That was back when Justin was around and they just such good energy at that spot. So it's really unfortunate to hear that it's going to be finishing because it was a pretty magical little spot. Yeah, that's a shame when you lose areas like that. Yeah. Do you have any family members that fly? Or or if not, what does your family think of you? <laughs> um, no, no family members that fly. Um, I've taken my brother, my two brothers flying. My mom's been flying. Um, I don't think any of them think it's anything crazy or anything. Um, none of them have, like, jumped in to want to do more of it. Um, but... You know, they might think it's cool or something, but, you know, I've always kind of done sports and things, so it just kind of fits me, and, um, yeah. See, Mom, her mom went flying. My mom's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken my mom flying myself yet. My fiancé oh. took her flying, but I'd oh. love to take my mom flying myself one day. Um, See, so Mom, mom Eric will take you flying. <laughs> you're coming to California, and I'm taking you one of these days. <laughs> There you go. All right. Um, Crystal, you got any other questions? Can you better, people better keep putting your chat out there. Yeah, we need how questions. Long, we need questions. How long has your fiance been um, paramotoring? Um, Billy, how long have you been paramotoring? How long have you been paramotoring? He says he's been paramoting 21 of his 22 years of flying. Wow. Wow. He's gone a couple of years without a paramotor in that mix, but he's got a paramotor again and has had it for a couple of years now. And you're not hooked on that yet? No, but I, I have a really, like, I have a fused back. So I just really think about, like, my longevity of life and having to think about, like, what a sport degrades my back with and if that's worth the long-term effects and it just for me hasn't the thought of 35 to 40 pounds on my back running around doesn't quite stoke me out but like I said he just got a trike setup that we haven't flown yet so that's more I think when my brain's kind of moving towards or you know like a top 80 that I don't have to have that super heavy now that we're at low altitude 
I have to giggle because Dan Roush, my mom just texted me and said, ha ha, and on the flying. And Daniel Roush's mom would pro literally have a heart attack. <laughs> my mom too. <laughs> See, Angela's even saying it, mom, that you should go up and try. All right. Um, Dweez? Cat girl says, uh, do you do foot launch tandems? So they are yeah. towing maybe, or do you jump off a cliff? <laughs> no, it's of course, everything's always walking and lifting off. We never, ever jump. If you jump, you want to wait the glider and then you take collapses. So we're always trying to float away from the edge. But yeah, we do launch foot style um, is the way that we fly. Okay. Float. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. Let's see. There was a question, how much does your equipment weigh, which came from Randy? Um, my stuff, mm, I would say it probably weighs about maybe 20 pounds. I got to get it on the scale just to, to see, but um, yeah, it's typically about 20-ish pounds and stuff, so it's not super heavy. But I don't also have to like run with it all on my back that same way, so... <laughs> Wendy Weaver said uh, pixie style float away <laughs> um, I'm trying to think Lindsay Rippa I think she pronounced her last name a little bit different she was one that um, hangs out at your paragliding event also she was one of our guests in the past yeah she's awesome chick yeah it's good to get some pixie dust <laughs> is this something we're going to need to do for our our fly-ins, Dewey's? Pixie dust, yeah, something. Dust. <laughs> yeah, really. <Totally> glittered. <laughs> glitter. I, try, I tried doing some like a glitter toss last year, and it just like it was so windy. And the <laughs> time when we tried it, that like as soon as you threw there, it was just already gone. And like we tried, but it just and you get like spatter glitter, or and then of course like. How bad is the glitter for where we're chucking it? And it's just like, uh. <laughs> All right, Krista. Uh, Will Fly said, what is the biggest thing left on your bucket list? Oh, ooh, bucket list. I don't, I guess I, I don't quite have a bucket list, but I guess I have a lot of things I'd like to do. And um, my, one of my biggest goals I've been trying to get to is getting out to Olandese, Turkey, and just doing an acro course out there. Like I said, I was trying to get out there and last spring with the Rise Boys, um, and that just didn't work out. So that's still on my list. Um, we've got a really old doggy right now, which kind of keeps us from doing any big travel right now. So um, we're just kind of giving him his all right now. And then as things change in our lives, our big travel is going to come back. And then I'm going to go out there and do like 100 full stalls over that ocean at some point. <laughs> so... Have you ever flown with your dog? I haven't flown with my dog, but my fiance's flown with our dog. He's got like a couple hundred flights. Oh, cool. Um, we just got given um, to use a dog harness that fits him. And he's got a couple surgery spots that are that are healing up right now. And then once those heal up, we're going to um, go take him flying before he gets gets too old and get him in the sky. So uh, he's I'm, a sure that, I'm sure when that bull, happens, right? we'll get some video. Yeah, yeah, he's a pit bull. <laughs> Um, wh where did you get the harness from? Um, our buddy Mark Crispino used to fly his pit bull Arthur all the time, and they're about the same size. And his oh, okay. pit bull Arthur unfortunately passed away from old age just a little while yeah. back, so he kind of gave it to us to see if we could uh, use it to give Blue some good flights before he gets to be too old. Also, all right. So I've seen thirty-four on the count on our screen just recently and Eric's saying there's 29 and I can guarantee that one or two is my mom and maybe my son that don't come in on the chat. I don't think my mom knows how to. Oh, and Eric's mom and dad probably also um, <laughs> are in here. So they're all fighting that they don't want any more names on there because then that's more to compete with. <laughs> um, we got a new one here. Air, water, and sound. Have you ever had a student that you had to turn away from the sport? New. And you call, call me Mark rather than my stupid screen name. <laughs> Hi, Mark. 
Um, I have, you know, that's, that's one of the hardest conversations to have as a paragliding instructor. And, um, you know, sometimes the, the, the talk is because maybe they just don't have the brain power um, for the sport to think in the moment and all the critical thinking skills. Um, or physically, you know, we, sometimes we'll get people that are, don't have the, has some physical limitations. And those are a safety concern where we just can't get them past the certain point of physical limitations. Um, and most recently, I had to have a conversation about just life being so busy to be able to invest enough time in lessons to progress through a nice phase of, of paragliding to be safe. And this student, unfortunately, just with life was so busy that we couldn't get enough time from this person. And so had to put on hold for a little while and hopefully that person will come back when life gets more settled. But, you know, those are always really tough conversations to have to have with with people individually and really talk about reality of the sport and risk and all those big picture things that we have to we have to talk about because people have bills and families and things they need to be able to make it home to. And so those are really important things to consider. Right. Definitely. All right. We got five minutes left. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Tell us any other exciting things in your life. Um, before uh, we do I, guess, the I guess like the most exciting thing for me this year is I got awarded the uh, Yushpa Instructor of the Year uh, <gasps> Award this year. Yay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Awesome. I mean, the, the most rewarding part of it was reading the letter to recommendation from my students like that right there would have been enough for me and so it's a huge honor and um, just really grateful to, to have that recognition. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Let's see. Um, Krista, you got any other ones? No, Wendy, bring out yeah. a question. Let's see. Um, otherwise, one. I've also made... Um, a few more um, leggings and a shirt yesterday and a couple other products um, oh, cool. on tomahawktees.com. So if you guys want to check that out sometime. And how do we get to your stuff, Millie? Um, so I've got links either through my Instagram. I've got a link that opens up all my products on my Instagram at Paragliding Pixie. Um, but they go to paraglidingpixie.com and I have links to all of my stuff on there too and um, lots of different fun leggings and different little products. And then when I get time and I hop in my crafting room, I make more and throw them on my Etsy site. And right now I don't have a whole bunch of stuff made to put on there, but as I'm getting days off, I've been making stuff and going to have some new postings up soon. We moved all our stuff down in the basement and I'm like, just dread after I get done with work to go down there and start heat pressing away <laughs> lately. <laughs> but it's like, we're going to a, fly in in another month and i'd like to take stuff down there to to sell and stuff and yeah um i need to get my button gear yeah you just gotta get like some fun music on down there I and know. something to get you to go down there and enjoy it <laughs> yep so what kinds of stuff do you have that you want to share and get out to everybody um like I'm, I, I, what I love doing is I love making art and then I take that art and digitize it and then I press it onto face tubes and different things like that. So like I've got like, you know, different little face tubes I make. That oh, cool. They stay away from the sun in and things like that. And got like, you know, the pixie hats that we've got we can use for the giveaway, um, things like that. It's all sparkled up because that's fun, right? <laughs> now I got a question. Are you doing the heat pressing on those? Um, on my hats, yes, I have a small heat press that I use for those. For the hat? Uh-huh. And then okay. for, like, all my big sublimation stuff, I've got that clamshell style yep. press um, that does that, that kind of stuff. I got to yeah. get one of those hat ones. So, all right. So, Eric is trying to figure out, bear with me, he's right next to me. So, if you do share a screen. And over here. So, where are you from, from, Millie? Yes, you do. Where were you born? Um, I was born in Utah, um, but I actually was raised in Seattle. I moved there and did pretty much kindergarten through all of high school and then moved back to Utah for college. 
Um, and then I moved home for a couple of years back to Seattle, but then I was like, wow, the snow back here is like ice and horrible. So I moved back to Utah permanently for a lot of years. Um, and then we've just been in San Diego for since the uh, beginning of the summer um, and kind of been off and on out of California and Utah for a couple of years recently. So beautiful scenery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, bear with us. Eric's going to hit the share screen. All right, here we go. This will be for, let's do the first one as the shirt. Linda Anderson. Yay. <laughs> Way to go, Linda. So she's going to get a shirt from me. And Millie, do you want to give away anything? Sure, we can do uh, a hat. I don't know if anybody wants one of those hats. I know I would. <laughs> well, I'll send you one. <laughs> it's got to be pink. <laughs> well, I got pink. Woo! Oh, right. Sweet, and it's, it's glittery. It's got your name on it if you want it. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys can't have that one. So um, Eric's <laughs> doing another one. Like we're going for the yellow or the green hat. Yeah, kind of yellowy green sparkle. Okay. Randy Milstead, yeah. <laughs> Yay, I get a hat. <laughs> That's Randy, not Dewey. Well, you know he's not going to wear a pixie hat. Oh, I'm going to wear that hat. <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, do we have anything else? Well, I'm going to say I ran out of my stuff right now. So um, Randy already Beanie. lost it. Oh, what do you got? I got a paragliding pixie beanie. Sweet. Still a little All cold right. in some places, so keep someone head warm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Probably the Las Vegas people will get that. Yeah, somebody <laughs> here in SoCal. <laughs> they can wear it when they come days, visit but... us in Wisconsin. Jennifer, congrats. All right. Good job, guys. All right. Well, she, I think you sounded like you're willing to stick around for a little bit with us. Sure, yeah. All right. So I will put out the link. We can take a couple people on the after show if you guys want to meet Millie. Um, on the live chat, you're more than welcome to stop in and, and say hi. Um, otherwise, thank you very much. And um, we will see you all next week. And make sure you guys all fly safe. Hang on, I'm trying to find my, my video here. Make sure you fly safe, guys. Bye.